and I got bit by the lifting bug. I was lifting consistently for like eight months. Saw a picture of myself at a family reunion. Didn't look any different. And I was like, I know I've got muscle under here. I want to show it. So that's when I got into nutrition. <laughs> and what? And, and it worked. It worked. I went from probably close to like 40% body fat to I actually got down to 11% body fat, which I don't recommend. I got a little too obsessed <laughs> for a minute there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, you know, like what happened after that was I ran a half marathon with some friends just for fun. And I blew my PR out of the water. And so I was like, wow, I think I'm going to try to run a full marathon, see if I can qualify for Boston. And I, okay. four weeks later, ran a full marathon, shaved half an hour off of my marathon time without barely training for it too, was not even sore. I, I qualified with for Boston with 17 minutes to spare. Hello and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. But for now, here is today's episode. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, aka Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. And we are talking to the one and only Tara Garrison today. I was lucky enough to meet her at the Biohacking Congress, and I say Congress on purpose because it is a conference that's called the Biohacking Congress. It goes on a few times per year. They started in late 2020. I believe, and we've been attending almost every single one. We will be at the one in February of 2023, which is in Austin, Texas. I think it's the 4th and 5th. Um, I will be flying down for that. I'll be speaking there. Come check us out. We would love to hang with you. And then I'm sure I will have another FDN or two that'll be helping me out at the booth. So it is going to be a good time. We'd love to see you there. But I met Tara at one of these things. These are the types of people that show up to them. And she's cool as can be. This woman has a really impressive story. She has an amazing energy. And I think you guys are going to love this conversation today because it also incorporates the entrepreneurial aspect of what we do into the conversation. And every time we include that in podcasts, you guys seem to love it. And I love it too. It's fun. So we will read a little bit about her, and then we will get to it here. Tara Garrison is the founder of Hire, Hire as an H-I-G-H-E-R, not like Hire an Employee, a health and life coaching company that offers training, nutrition, mindset, and biohacking coaching. She has helped many celebrities, professional athletes, and top executives optimize their health. Tara is the author of Short-Term Keto, host of the Inside Out Health podcast, creator of Hire Retreats, and producer of the Coach Tara app. She is a mom of four, avid weightlifter, Boston marathoner, and lover of nature. You can find her on Instagram and TikTok at Coach Tara Garrison, G-A-R-R-I-S-O-N, where she shares health tips and the inner workings of her life. This is one of those times where the podcast will just speak for itself. Without further ado, let's get to today's episode. All right. Hello, Tara. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right. So we had just met 
uh, I think that was the first time in person, right? At the biohacking yeah. Congress. And okay. Yep. We just met in Miami in the biohacking Congress. And I know that you had done an interview with Reed Davis, the founder of FDN. And if I'm not mistaken, you guys had to repeat that one, didn't you? Yes. Because of technical. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, as a spoiler alert, will that one, is that already out or will that be out like a few weeks from now or how will that work? Yeah, it'll be, I still have to get it from them. So it's not out yet, oh, but it will oh, be good. on my right. Inside Out Health podcast sometime okay. soon. <laughs> cool. So definitely guys, I'll have her podcast in the links below. And if that comes out um, prior to this being released, I'll have it in there. Um, okay. Or if you're listening in the future, it might already be there. I always update those yeah. things just to keep people um, intact. And Reed does so much and people always follow him. They love listening to his stuff. So He's that'll be awesome. cool to see what you guys did. Yeah. All right. But I want to get started today very similarly to how we always get started with people. And it's just figuring out the background because when I was going through your bio and then the website and stuff, there, there's many things I want to talk about. But I mean, you got a lot going on. And I'm really impressed with the both dedication to the health side, sure. But the entrepreneurial spirit, I think is something that very much connects here. Because regardless mm-hmm. of whether the person that joins FDN started out as an entrepreneur, you're kind of forced into that if you really yep. want to succeed at the highest level. So you're like the perfect person in many ways. So what got you into this? Did you have health symptoms at one point or, or what was happening? Well, yeah. And I got treated, I got to hear your story, which I can't wait to have you on my podcast because your story is so powerful. Yeah, yeah. I still my got gosh, a for mental health, like so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my story was, it's always pain, right? It's always pain that brings us into our purpose. I mean, it's kind of cliche, but it's true. <laughs> and so for me, it was, you know, I was the very quintess- quintessential mom who's like been ov- kind of overweight her whole life, maybe had little bits and pieces of not being overweight. Um, and just that eternally frustrated, like, I'm just, I'm not like morbidly obese, but I'm overweight and I just can't figure it out. And I guess everybody else can figure it out, but me. Right. And even with that, I was still, I was running marathons. So I have four kids and I'm like, you know, I'm like quintessential, like mom runner, going to workout classes, <laughs> Zumba and the little lifting classes sometimes, but mostly running. And I was actually pretty decent a runner for being kind of overweight. And I wanted to qualify for the Boston marathon and I just couldn't get there. I couldn't get, I kept missing okay. it by nine minutes. Exactly. It was so frustrating. So I, I gave wow. up. I did give up <laughs> on that dream. And then I then I picked up weightlifting. And I picked up weightlifting out of sheer necessity. As a mom, I was tired of doing the whole drop my kids off at the gym at the, for the 10 a.m. Zumba mm-hmm. class. And now, now it's 1 o'clock before I'm even showered. And like, where did my whole day is gone? So mm-hmm. I not good for circadian rhythm at all. But I was like, I'm going to start putting my kids to bed and join this little $10 gym $10 a month gym down the street. And all they had was weights and like treadmills and ellipticals and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to have to learn how to lift weights. And man, once I, once I, at first it was, you know, same story as most women. I was super embarrassed. I don't know what I'm doing. It's just so embarrassing. Everyone's looking at me, gym phobia, all this stuff. Um, but once I got past that and I got bit by the lifting bug, I was lifting consistently for like eight months saw a picture of myself at a family reunion, didn't look any different. And I was like, I know I've got muscle under here. I want to show it. So that's when I got into nutrition <laughs> and what, and, and it worked, it worked. I went from probably close to like 40% body fat to, I actually got down to 11% body fat, which I don't recommend. I got a little too obsessed <laughs> for a minute there, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, you know, like what happened after that was I ran a half marathon with some friends just for fun. And I blew my PR out of the water. 
And so I was like, wow, I think I'm going to try to run a full marathon, see if I can qualify for Boston. And I, four weeks later, ran a full marathon, shaved half an hour off of my marathon time without barely training for it too, was not even (laughs) sore. The first time I was never so, I I qualified with for Boston with 17 minutes to spare. And that happened (laughs) because one, obviously I was lighter, right? I lost 40 pounds. So that's going to make you a faster runner. But I also really changed my uh, strength my power to weight ratio. Mm -hmm. So I ended up getting able to, you know, I was able to run the Boston marathon in 2017 and I, that's the uh, mechanical health side of my story. It also, this Mm -hmm. led to a huge personal awakening in me because as you know, when your gut gets healthier and your mind gets healthier and you're eating nutritious foods and you've lost all this inflammation, like you can literally think better. I, yeah. I truly felt like I became smarter, like a more critically thinking person. And I went through a dramatic life change I got out of a religion that I, you know, for me was not aligned for me anymore mm-hmm. that I had been in my whole life. I actually ended up getting divorced. My marriage was not aligned. Um, I got into a, a really unhealthy relationship after that, lost everything. And I, I went on this journey of, um, you want to talk about entrepreneurship. When I started <laughs> this Coach Tara Garrison business, you're exactly right. It's like, I just want to help people get healthy. Right. I kept saying, I want to help people feel strong. This feels so amazing. And I felt like the universe was like, oh, you want to help people get strong? Okay, well, you got a bunch of stuff you still got to learn, girl. So <laughs> you don't have to go through like some really deep darkness on your on the life side of things. <laughs> um, and so I did. And through that, you know, just like I know probably everybody listening, most people know your story through the, it's like desperation. It's like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Mm-hmm. So you become extremely open yeah, and very, uh, solutions focused. It's like, right. okay, I'll try it. Let's try it. You know? And so that whole path, like from, I, I thought I had, you know, gone through this big mindset journey when I, when I change my health and my body. Then I had to go through it on the whole life into things and how I relate to myself. And through that, that's how I got to where I'm at now and teaching all of these things that I've learned along my path. And yeah, cool. entrepreneurship, <laughs> it's like you want to help people get healthy. You, I bet you didn't realize you were going to become a business owner. That's pretty much <laughs> what happens. Good luck. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. So many things here. So first of all, I have to acknowledge this because, um, our audience is so audio based a lot of the times and we're working on the YouTube stuff, but the first 170 episodes of this podcast, we did audio only. And so you're one of like the first 30 on the more video side. Now with that said, just for those listening, this is probably the most jacked mom of four you guys have ever seen in your life. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Um, So it's very impressive, very cool. And I had no idea that you had came from a place of being overweight at all. Like, I mean, it just, it seems to me like, Uh, that you would have been in fitness kind of your whole life. So this is kind of, and sure you were in a different sense, but not in the way that you are now or what you were doing. I know um, so many people, especially women, I hear this all the time that are like scared to lift weights because they're afraid of the bulky thing. I'm like, okay, one, first of all, do you know how much time it would take to actually get legitimately like bulky as a woman? Like that's not how it's designed, but this is for strength and fitness and health. Mm -hmm. Um, I always recommend people do it. I'm not the biggest person in the world. I still go lift weights two to four times a week because I know what it, first of all, just does for you health-wise long-term. It's one of the biggest things for longevity. Um, And also you can get very strong, which most people, who doesn't want to be stronger without getting hugely bulky, right? I can do lifts that are pretty decent for my size and I'm not some (laughs) massive person. So strength is not always correlated 100% with the... um. Right. Mass thing. Although obviously they 
typically go hand in hand. But if you guys want a crazy video, go on YouTube and look up a uh, 150 pound guy benches 405 pounds on the bench press. And he just is the most unassuming dude in the world yep. and the whole gym staring at him. So with yep. that said, though, <laughs> you, you went through all this stuff and I like that you brought up how this helps you think clearer because I mean, I won't get into this fully, but our group, I think people in the functional medicine space or the biohacking crew that we have, it is a bunch of people who do think a little critically. Some of us are very yeah. skeptical about things that go yes. on in the world. I'm not talking specifics. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> and I believe if you actually are out there, one of those people who thinks that there's some group doing something, which maybe there is, I don't know. However, if there is, the biggest secret that they have is keeping people sick and dumb. Because when you are sick, you're not yep. going to, what are you fighting back from? And you're not even thinking about what's going on no. in the world. It is amazing the correlation I see between people getting healthier and them changing the religious beliefs, right? Getting out mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. a relationship that wasn't serving them. We are running on autopilot with yep. things that don't serve us. And the second you get healthy again, it's like, damn. I got to clean up some of this stuff that I'm in, right? Yep. I call getting healthy my gateway drug to personal awakening. That's what it felt like for me. <laughs> nice. Nice. No, truly. And, and you're exactly right. Like I was raised in a very dogmatic religion, right? It, 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 it was the lens through which I saw life. And I was in leadership. You know, my whole life was devoted to this. I, 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 it was the Mormon religion. I, I went to the okay, college. Okay. That's how I got out to Utah, where I live now. Um, I was in leadership for the church. You know, I was so in it. It's unreal. Mm -hmm. And when I started to get healthy, I finally had the strength to be like, you know what? That doesn't make any sense. And that, and I, I don't mm -hmm. mean any, you know, people can, I don't mean any disrespect to anybody who wants to, you know, that jives with them. But for me, it was just the the matter of fact that I was able, I felt like I was literally capable of having the strength within myself to be like, hold on a second. That doesn't make sense. And I want this to make sense. Like, I'm not going to just go along right. with the show, you know? And yeah, you're exactly right. I, I, I'm very much a skeptical, critical thinker now. And I'm grateful <laughs> to being healthy because it's, to me, getting healthy was like the first step. And then that paved, I would say, a more neuroplastic brain environment in which I'm able to more easily make changes in my life, including, right. you know, growing up in the system of I was I was like the the quintessential like plugged into the matrix person, right? Like I was just so much like in, you know, in school, I was like the, you know, graduated top of my class and went oh, to nice. college and got my degree in Spanish, you know, um, you know, this is back before I had kids. And, and so for me, like it takes a lot in case anybody out there has tried to do entrepreneurship and you grew up in this very, like you go to school and you get a job and you're like, you know, it's like, you have to completely change how you look at life and how you think. Mm -hmm. And to me, getting healthy is like the canvas for that. If yeah. you have a healthier brain and you're not overloaded with inflammation or metals or all of these, you know, toxins mm -hmm. and all of this stuff, and you're exercising, you're creating BDNF, you're creating an environment in which your body, your brain literally can make changes more easily. <laughs> that's why I think you see so many people, they get healthy and then they go into business or entrepreneurship or start going after right. their dreams or, you know, because you actually have more capacity to do that because your brain literally can more easily. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're, this actually amazingly doesn't really come up that much in the podcast. And I probably need to highlight this more because it's one of the most getting healthy is amazing. I mean, not feeling headaches all the time or having severe skin issues or mental health issues is awesome. But yeah, the freedom on the other side, because it's not just it's not the scale of, oh, you go from like unhealthy to neutral necessarily. You go from like unhealthy to 
a little farther than neutral because now you're inspired. You've done something tough, right. first of all. You probably did it in an unconventional way. And I think that sets the stage a lot for mm-hmm. thinking outside the box because yep. anyone that's listening to this podcast, if they have healed or are on a journey of healing, by definition, you had to think outside the box to, mm-hmm. to go do this. And so then I think it does. It allows you to start challenging the system because you've already done it once successfully. So wait, yeah. wh- why don't I just go do this other stuff? And I yeah. kind of felt, uh, Tara, like I always had a little hint of that ever since I was a kid. Like I was always asking questions or whatever. And the health stuff really kept, you know, it's like I'd get two steps forward and then it would take me three steps back. Right. And then once this unleashed, I remember I did like a semester and a half of community college. And I was just, again, I'm not, I I really think the way that you described the Mormonism too was very well received because I can genuinely sense that you're still respectful to it, but for you, it didn't make sense. And it's allowed to not make sense for you. For college, um, for some people, college makes perfect sense for me. I didn't even finish out that second semester. I'm like, what am I doing here? Someone right. else wants me to do this. I don't know what I want to study. I'm wasting money or I'm going to be wasting money at least. Like at the very least, I can come back to this if I want to. Mormonism's still going to be there for you, right? I'm going to go figure out something else right now and see if, yeah. if that works for me a little better. And then I can decide if I want to be with this other thing. But yeah, it's amazing and sad to me how many people, forget even the health thing for a second, just get stuck in doing what their parents did or their yeah. teachers told them to do. And they'll do that for the rest of their lives, right? I know. And and it really was like, I didn't do any mindset work, right? Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't doing, except for changing my health habits. Mm-hmm. So like for me to be able to come from, I mean, just to set the tone so you understand, sure. like, I mean, I was eating McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, Kraft macaroni and cheese, white bread, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, brownies, cakes. I mean, that as standard American as it can get. And I didn't even have the capacity to like even think about what we're talking about right now, right? Like I was just so in my life. I was so in reactive mode. And then without doing mindset work, except for the mindset work that's required to change your health habits, (laughs) all of a sudden I was like awake. And I truly believe, you know, if we want to talk dopamine, like for me, I look back at that with what I know now and I'm like, okay, so you're working out like crazy. You're eating way more protein than you ever had have in your life. So you're getting all the building blocks for dopamine, serotonin. You probably have more GABA, you know, because your my gut health was better. So I'm like, right, right. you know, able to have the brakes on my brain. So I'm getting all this neurochemical upgrade, and it was just like dun dun dun, dun like. I can see life in a way that I never have before. And then on top of it, you go through that journey and you start meditating and doing cold showers and like Mm -hmm. doing deeper personal development work, (laughs) hiring coaches. It's just like, it's insane. It's like, I feel like, and people see pictures of me. I wish I almost want to like give you a picture or something that you guys can put in this because I am unrecognizable, not just because my body changed, but my whole energy. Like I I Mm -hmm. hear that from people all the time. They're like, how can you be the same person? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't feel like I am. Like I truly feel like that person died. (laughs) And like, I was like, like quote unquote reborn almost, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. That's the power of health. That's the power of, (laughs) that's why you and I are both so passionate about it because we know what it feels like to feel like crap and be asleep and go through the motions in life. And then you get healthy and it's like, you're living in like an alternate reality. That's really freaking cool. And I want as many people to be able to do that as possible. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, I, and I think you could even say, right, you're actually living for the first time. You're like, damn, this is yeah. pretty cool here. You know, the, the time's short. Um, there's a lot of uncertainties and certain scary aspects. But man, overall, yes. this is an insane fun adventure when yes. you're living intentionally and you and you have that health on your side. Um, and it's worked out great for you. You've created this really successful brand. You're training top people. I mean, you're doing cool things. So um, I want to break that down a little bit. I, one thing I may have missed, and I apologize if you already said it, what what career path were you doing when you were the overweight marathon runner? Or um, I was a stay-at-home mom at that time. I had gotten okay. a college degree in Spanish, and I was going to be a Spanish teacher. And then, you know, this is—I was still married. This is kind of toward the end of my marriage. I got, you know, really fit and healthy, and I was like, I was like, you know what? I love teaching. I've always loved teaching, and that's why, I like, podcasting and sharing on social and speaking and you know, writing books—it's—it's it's, like it's fun for me because I love teaching. I was like, this matters so much more. So I went ham. I just went crazy on investing in my education, mentors. Like, who's the best in the world? Can I learn from them? You know, and so just went on that path that way. So no Spanish right. teaching for me. <laughs> cool, <laughs> nice, nice. All right, um, and then yeah, this is amazing because I mean, well. Stay at home mom people, I feel like undersell this. I mean, you're talking about four kids. That's, uh, yeah, that might be just as tough as entrepreneurship, if not harder. I, I don't know. I've never done that. Um, I would imagine it's not particularly easy <laughs> because it doesn't end after eight hours, right? That's 24 yeah. seven. <laughs> yeah. To any stay at home moms or anyone married to a stay at home mom, that is hands down. When people say hardest, I don't think they understand the, the type of hard that mm-hmm. it is because there's, unless you're like a really unique, stay-at-home mom, you kind of lose yourself, right? So entrepreneurship is very self-focused. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's like, obviously I'm aiming to serve others and help, but it's like, I have goals. I have things that I'm personally working towards. When you're a stay-at-home mom, like so much love to those women. Like if you're married to one or, you know, it's like do everything you can to give them space, to let them like, like, what do you want to do just for you? Right. Because man, like that it's, it can be as wonderful as it is. It can be very depressing as well because there's no, for a lot of stay at home moms anyway, there's no, there's nothing for you really except for serving, you know? So anyway, right. Right. just a little side well, note on that. I think, <laughs> Yeah, but this is important because I think there is this is an aspect of entrepreneurship. And my God, some of our coaches could really use this message because it is a transition for them. In entrepreneurship, one aspect, you guys, you you can't pour from a cup that's empty. So you have to be self-ish, quote unquote, sometimes to actually be selfless. And uh, one of my best friends and I were talking the other day because he, I'm sure myself in the past too, but right now, you know, he's kind of like his moments happening, right? And he's just waking up all kinds of stuff. It's it's so freaking cool to see in someone that you care about yes. that much. Yes. And so as he's doing this, we're talking about different money things or whatever, really, really intelligent guy. And so he sees a lot of the BS and how money sometimes, sometimes can corrupt people. I really think they were probably corrupt to begin with, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. And I asked him this, I said, well, who's actually more virtuous, right? Who's more virtuous? Because he's had this almost like limiting belief about earning more money, which yes. is going to be a part of entrepreneurship. I said, who's more virtuous? The guy that makes $50,000 a year for his whole life and donates 50% of his income. So that's, wow, that's amazing. Or the person who didn't donate at all, and I mean, I don't really think you should do that besides the point, maybe didn't donate for 20 years, makes $100 million, and before they die, donates 20% of what they made. Who actually did more? And you say, well, well, maybe virtuous-wise, the person did 50% versus 20%. Okay, sure. But like, just because you did a percentage doesn't mean that you actually had that big of an impact, right? Like that can mm-hmm. only that money can only do so much as opposed to that other dude, $20 million. Okay, yeah, you're changing some lives. 
um, yeah. like that for sure. And so this isn't a competition. It's not saying that someone's wrong for making 50K a year, but I think there is um, a lot of limiting beliefs that come in when you start the entrepreneurship journey. Oh, I'm not good enough. Or, oh, who am I to make a bunch of money? And it's like, if you're living in America making over 40,000 a year, I'm sorry to tell you, but you are already way beyond yeah. privileged and you don't yeah. realize it. Like, yeah. so you making a hundred thousand or a quarter million is not all of a sudden making you some bad person. You're already mm. in the 1% at the 40, I think it's like $35,000 a year. I don't know if you know that offhand, um, mm. in America, put you in the one percent wow. of the world. Wow. Give me a break. Right. So right. We, we get this illusion that, oh, well, it's the 1% of the 1% that's bad. It's like, you're already in the 1%. So you might as well make some more and do some more good with it, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and well, I know that's a side my, note, but yeah. I, I have to add that, you know, I, I just had a call with a client yesterday and we were getting deep into this. And <clears throat> sometimes what we do as humans to protect ourselves from what we perceive might be painful is we judge others when they have something that we don't really believe that we can have. So I see this a lot with the body. You know, a woman who is pretty significantly overweight might develop a pattern of judging women who are fit and healthy and thinking, well, I bet their relationships are terrible. Or I bet they have an eating disorder. Or, I bet they're unhappy or I bet they're miserable. I don't even want to look like that. I bet they're stupid. I bet, you know, so all this judgment <laughs> comes in to protect ourselves from like, well, I don't even want that. And I see this with money too, right? So with money, it's like, well, I bet they're a bad person. I bet they use people. I bet they lie to people. And, and, and I, I will say I have been around a lot of very wealthy people and there are different types, just as you were saying, yeah. like money can be a magnifier, right? And yes, are there people who cheat people and lie to them and they have crappy marketing that's just full of lies and they have crappy product? Of course there's people like that, but there's a bunch of people who aren't. And mm -hmm. if we can focus on it, it's like, so what do you want to bring? What legacy do you want to build? Because that's for me. Like I, I fully resonate with like your friend. I've had to do deep sessions with, I have a mindset coach that does a lot of subconscious mind work with me. And I had to do it on marketing because I was like, I, I have this thing. I'm like, I don't like it when I feel like somebody's like trying to lie to somebody and like prey on all their emotions and their weaknesses and insecurities mm -hmm. and then like tell them they need to brainwash it. You know, I had all this stuff with it. And so mm -hmm. I've had to go deep on that. And where I've gotten, I'll just share if it's helpful, sure. is that if we want to, like, it's the whole be the change you want to see in the world. So if you right. feel like, okay, there's a bunch of slimy people out there and with money or whatever, okay. Will show that it can be different. Look at Patagonia as a company. They just donated all their profits back to Mother Earth. Like, holy crap. Oh, like, I didn't they're even know amazing. That. Yes. The, the founder of Patagonia, like I've been kind of like looking to them as leaders for the last several years. Cause I'm like, what kind of companies do I want to emulate? Like, like <laughs> this really respectable. I like the way they show up. I like what they're about. And I was looking at Patagonia and then just, it's probably in the last six months. Like they, he announced that all profits from Patagonia are going back to, to mother earth, like all benefit, benefiting. And their, their mission statement was we are in business to like protect mother earth. I think I'm saying mm -hmm. that correctly. And I'm, okay. he's showing it, you know, so there's a lot of amazing people out there. So it's like, okay, you don't like how that system is, then be the change. Right. Show how yeah. it can be done. Well, do it, go, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, baby. I like this. All right. Um, hey there, friends. It is Detective Ev popping in here really quick. I wanted to let you know about a new resource that we have for people that are considering the FDN course. 
I've mentioned this before in some of our advertisements. We are people who know that there are those out there that need the FDN course and actually want to do it. Similarly, there are people who never want to do this and don't particularly need the information in the course. We are big on giving stuff for free so that people don't get confused and they're not joining something that they don't want to join. And similarly, we like people to know that, hey, we are here if this is exactly what you've been looking for. What you want to do then is go to fdntraining.com slash course. That's fdntraining.com slash course, and you will be able to download our entire course curriculum and see exactly what you will and won't learn in FDN. That's fdntraining.com slash course. All right, now back to today's episode. Okay, wow, we're gonna, we're gonna need a part two eventually because this is just this is we're literally just bouncing back and forth. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I get to come on yours. I actually I forgot that you sent me the link, so thank you. I will uh, okay. make sure to schedule right after this. But on a side note, I want to talk a little bit more about your journey. So you get into um, was it the coaching first? It, it, that was that personal the first thing training. That you were doing. It was like personal okay. training and then nutrition and then holistic health and then mindset, right? So I just keep adding. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And um, let's actually, let's, because I know there's a few things that are offered today. Um, and I actually think because we're on the topic of entrepreneurship as well, like normally I would go into that at the end, but I think this will help us transition. So what do you offer today? Like it's where you've gotten to now, um, killing it on Instagram, got the social media thing down for sure. So what do you offer people? Yeah, so the, the main base of my company is my one-on-one coaching and I've made it a one-on-one group hybrid. So all of my one-on-one clients, we have two group Zoom calls a week. So we do a mindset Monday and then we do like, it's it's an accountability call and I'm putting quotations if you're on audio because I don't like the energy of accountability. We call them wants. <laughs> If you're ever wanting to increase your accountability compliance, ask your clients what they want to do that, that week. I'm telling you, that word is magic. It went way up. So anyway, <laughs> right. we do that. And so it's, it's really awesome. And then and in terms of what we do is I started with training and nutrition. I'm very, you know, I love training. I love training. That was my first passion, my first, you know, so we do training and nutrition. And then we also do mindset. So it's like life coaching. We go into relationships. Sure. We go into your professional life and finances. We go into your relationship with yourself and your physical. Um, I call those my four peaks. And I'm not, like business coaching them. My job is just to ask excellent questions and make sure they're aligned and doing what they want to do. So I'm holding that space for them. And then um, we do, I call it biohacking and it's very similar to what you guys do with FDN. It's a lot of lab testing, mm -hmm. right? So we do anything cool. from DNA analysis to blood work, to hair mineral analysis, to heart rate variability tracking, to stool analysis and all of that kind of stuff. So that's what I do. Nice. That's the main, my, my main gig. And then I have an app. Um, so for people who can't afford that, I, it's training nutrition. Um, I have some mindset journeys and a biohacking section in there. It's just called the Coach Tara app. And I've got programs on my website. And for anybody who's starting their business, listening to this, it's been a journey, man. Like it started with like, you know, emailing somebody a Word document and meal plan, right? So it's just, it's just right. over time <laughs> it's built, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I have my retreats, which I am so excited about. And my whole goal with the retreats is to use Mother Nature as an ally to help people get deeper inside of themselves. And so mm -hmm. we go to, we're going, I'm only on my second one. We did one in Zion National Park in Utah in April. Nice. That was like amazing. Like the power of love and nature and human connection. Wow. So opening and transformative. And then so mm -hmm. we're going to Maui in May. We have our next one coming up in May. Yeah. So, that's yeah. awesome. Those are the retreat thing's so cool. We had um they we took more 
like a less is more approach. And we had just started, just like you said, you started with a Word document, right? Like our retreats yeah. weren't something crazy, but I have done a right. few with friends and they're special, man. There is an energy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like being human, in my opinion. I'm like, is this mm-hmm. what it was supposed to be like? When Magic. you just disconnect for a week and actually just talk with other human beings and you know, yep. you have your food and, and really we're not doing anything that crazy. It's just kind of being human. And I'm like, wow, is this what life was actually supposed to be like? So, yep. um, I, I love that you're doing that. That sounds, uh, it looks beautiful too. I saw the uh, background on the website for the retreat thing. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, like, I'm that's excited. A, it's that's solid. Really cool. <laughs> so, yeah. And so if these people are coming to you, I mean, it's for a variety of things, right? Like I understand yeah. it's not direct business coaching, but of course it could benefit that with the stuff that you're doing and then yes. you have the health side. So um, what does your average client look like? Like what's the person coming in, you know, age, background, like who are they typically? So I've had all sorts, you know, I have some of my super high level entrepreneurs that are making hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And I've had, you know, I, I kind of got introed into this like post NFL circuit somehow through word of mouth. So I've had guys, you know, coming out of the NFL and they're so amazing to work with. Oh my gosh. It's so, so if you guys, any coaches, you know, if you listen, if you can coach ex professional athletes, like do it, like do what you can. Cause they are so easy to coach. <laughs> they're so, they're so coachable. <laughs> the most coachable people in the world are so awesome. Um, and then, but, but typically it's, you know, it's, it's normal people. It's, you know, I've got anywhere, you know, f- professionally, you know, from real estate brokers to nurses, to doctors, to moms, to business owners, you know, um, to, you know, male and female clients. So it's, it's all over the place, but what's great about health is like, none of that really matters. You know, I can, I've worked with people who are making literally hundreds of millions of dollars, but in terms of how they relate to themselves in their, in their body, it's still like their nine-year-old self, right? Like that. And, and, and we can be that way too. Like we could be really great at business or we could be really great with health, but then in relationships, we're like our little inner six-year-old because we just haven't addressed that area of our life yet. Right. So yeah. It's, it's health. I love that about health is like, it's like equal playing ground, you know, and I love to meet people where they're at. I love that. It's so fun. Mm. Just like you were talking about your friend. It's like, it's so cool to help somebody see the beauty yeah. and power of where they're already at and then mm. just keep building that and helping them see that and be like, look, look, look. And then they feel it. Mm. It's so freaking rewarding. I love it. So, right. Especially <laughs> as you're living that path. I mean, I, even if you're not on video, if you guys are just listening, you can just feel your energy, right? It's something that you can't hide. And this was so such an uncharacteristic phrase out of his mouth today. We were just with each other today. And he said, it feels like I have like pixie dust on me. And someone's just like, oh, yeah, this is working out. This is working out. And I'm like, dude, yeah. Like I'm like <laughs> jumping up and down. I'm like, That's what it is like. Yes. It's when we start following that calling and the intuition instead of, you know, what mom and dad told us to do when we were five years old, all of a sudden it is like things line up and we learn yeah. to trust that a lot yep. more. Um, yep. because Steve Harvey, I don't mean this as a religious thing. It could mean anything for you guys, but Steve Harvey actually talks about, he's like, all right, well at the beginning, you know, when you're trying to get your dream, you're just hoping for some stuff. Right. And then, so God, he claims gives you some stuff that you hope for, and then you're supposed to have faith. Right. And then that's when you learn, yes. Hey, it's going to come. So I got to exactly, exactly. Whatever you believe that resonates with all of us. Yes. And I will say for just quick way of inspo, I started my business in the middle of a bankruptcy, had just lost my car, had nowhere to live and had $17 to my name, had no child support, no alimony, no nothing. And so I'm telling you, if I can figure it out from that place, if you, if your heart is in the right place and you're it, towards others and also yourself, right. And like really, truly staying open, doing your work. Like you, you there's, I'm just sharing that because there's no reason if I can start from that place and, and just show up and aim to serve and do my own work. There's no reason nobody else 
can do right. could not could not do that either. Like it's definitely achievable and it's and it's fun. It actually lights your soul on fire. It's scary. It was scary when I was in that place. I was scared. I was definitely, my adrenals needed a break after a few months, you know, (laughs) but I don't recommend starting from that place. But at the same time, like it's, it does, it lights your soul on fire and your friends pixie dust thing. I call it jumping on the magic carpet ride of life. (laughs) Truly, That's what it feels like I've been on since this whole entrepreneurial journey started. So it's, it's, it's cool. It's just the way to live. How did you, um, get the, where did you get the training or just knowledge about the lab testing that you're utilizing with some of these clients? I was curious about that. Yeah. So, okay. So for lab testing, holistic health educators is who I work with. So they have a nutritional therapeutic, uh, is that what it's called? Nutritional therapist certification. Mm-hmm. And then also a holistic health coach certification. I've okay. actually been thinking about getting FDN cause I love what you guys share. Like it's good yeah. stuff. I was thinking about talking to Reed about that. So cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can, we'll, we'll talk briefly afterwards, especially with someone that has the influence you do. There's probably, we'll, we'll talk about that for well, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I um, do it, but <laughs> I know, I know it's just very cool that, uh, we like to work things out. It's nice. Um, but besides the point, so when you are working with these clients, you've had some really cool people, um, all types of individuals. I always just like to hear to the degree that you're able, I know I'm assuming some of them might be private, others not so private. Like what are some of the coolest testimonials um, that you've had? Because I'm really, since you offer so much, I'm kind of interested in what the transformation really does look mm. like for someone that might come to mm-hmm. you. So are there any client testimonials that stick out? Yeah, sure. I mean, I there's like the fun, flashy, physical ones, you know, and and I, I, I thanks for asking because I'm terrible about it because like my relationship with my clients are so sacred it's like so weird for me sometimes to like talk about them on social media i'm like is it are you okay if i talk about this you know but um you know so haloti nata was my first uh guy coming out of the nfl so he was he played for the ravens for a long time he was playing for the eagles he's a big guy he was over 300 pounds and he wanted to hike mount kilimanjaro to announce his retirement from the nfl holding up a flag at the top that said i'm retiring from the nfl on top (laughs) Right. And I'm like, so what is he? He's got four weeks. He needs to go from big, big to like, I got to hike Mount Kilimanjaro. Right. So I was like, mm-hmm. I don't like to do fast weight loss. I'm sure not, nobody listening really does. But I was like, okay, listen, like if we're going to, if you're going to try to lose the weight, I get it. I want you to be able to do that. So we did keto. Keto is one of my specialties, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I have a book called short term keto. I'm not like a keto zealot, but for the right time sure. and place, it's awesome tool. So we did keto. He lost 30 pounds in a month and he did that. That was pretty freaking wow. cool to have your client like holding up his, like I'm retiring from the NFL yeah. on top and, and props to him. He did all the work, you know? Um, right. but, and then, uh, that was cool. And then I've, I've had several of the, the guys coming in the NFL, really high responders to keto, which I really love to for their brains, you know, getting some uh, metabolism in their brain after being in the league. But, um, and then on, on, on the flip side of that is like my favorite, my favorite things that I ever, ever will get from a client is when I have like maybe a female client who, you know, she's working a regular job, she's a nurse or Mm -hmm. a, a mom or whatever. And she's like, I'm a completely different person now. Like I'm living in a different reality because they're healing their relationships with themselves. That is such a tenet of my coaching is like, it's, it's about compassion and love and seeing yourself. Not I'm trying to prove my value by achieving this and achieving this Mm -hmm. body and achieving this goal. So that's not what it's about. It's about seeing yourself. And when you truly do, and you have that relationship with yourself, then you go out in the world and you create, you're truly creating giving instead of, let me just try to work my way up this thing so I can feel valuable. Right. And so like just through the nuances, we do a lot of the work of Byron Katie. We do a lot of subconscious mind work. We do a lot of that deeper stuff. Like when I get something like that from a client of like, I truly love myself now, (laughs) 
I truly see myself. I'm living in a different life now than I used to. Like, there's nothing like that. Like, it just, it, it it's hard not to cry, you know, when I talk yeah. about it. Cause it's just like, I know what we went through together, you mm-hmm. know? And I'm like, yes. so freaking proud of them. It's like, yes, you did. You showed up for you and you did your freaking work. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful that through all my pain and suffering and my desperation to find my way out of that same place that I found some really cool stuff that I get to share with them, you know? So yeah. it's, it's freaking beautiful. So, it's yeah. it's the best thing. Uh, there's you might know this quote. There's a quote that goes: "The final stage of healing is using what happened to us to help others." And it's the damn truth. It's the yeah. only way to yeah. make sense of certain things. Sometimes, especially depending on how severe the trauma is, right? It literally, is the only way that it makes it okay. Sometimes is to use it uh, to help other people. So I love that. My and, favorite um, you quote, were, real quick. Yeah. I have to say, Please. favorite quote: Leo, Leo Tolstoy. Everyone thinks of changing the world. No one thinks of changing himself. <laughs> I love that quote because that's all it is. You want to change the world. You want to have influence. You want to leave a legacy. Just focus on yourself. Just just put it all on yourself and it will just come through the nuances because it becomes sure. a way of being. You're, that full cup you're talking about, that's it. That's the only way. You know, Mother mm-hmm. Teresa, why did she – was she like, I want to go inspire people? No. She was pouring from a full cup. So anyway, just had to say that in Great. light of what you were saying there. Well, you nailed it because I think – what happens is the the downside of social media, and there's many downsides, many upsides. There's, it goes both ways, but people see the end results a lot, and we want yeah. the feelings associated with the end result. And my God, especially uh, the twenty somethings, it's like mm-hmm. there is such a disconnect between what has to be done to actually do that. And here's the good news, guys: it is accelerated in today's world. I mean, we got what was it like a sixteen or seventeen year old seventeen uh, year old created Snapchat, so you could still do things faster than any time in, a, in history. But it, it's wow. not overnight fast. That's not literally how it's going to work. Um, it's yeah. better to do the journey anyway. It's better to become that person that's worthy of getting to have that impact right. as opposed well, to it- just focusing on the impact. And I just shared a, a video of The Rock yesterday. He's in, he's working out super hard. And I'm like, this is what your after picture is going to look like. Still working. So you might as well start enjoying the journey because the journey is it. It's yeah. just, it doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, good point. You know? Yeah. Very good point. Um, you brought this up, and I actually would have forgotten this. I think so. Thank you. I was I was very interested in what the uh, whole short term keto thing was to yeah. you, uh, because I'm someone who utilizes that. I know many of our mm-hmm. practitioners do, although not all yeah. of them. So, what what does it mean to you? How do you use this? Yeah. So, in a nutshell, it's all about metabolic flexibility. So, I you know keto was like my first big like specialty niche, and I was very involved in the keto community as it kind of like became popular and. In 2018, when it was kind of at its heyday, I had actually already stopped doing keto. I was strict keto for a year and I'd started bringing some cars back in. I was like, everything was getting better for me. I was grateful for my keto phase. Hmm. I don't know if I really needed it as long as I did. Um, but I was like, huh. And so I was hearing a lot of dogma. It's like back then in 2018, it was like, do keto forever. This is the optimal way for all humans to <laughs> eat. Like if you have half a brain, you know that ketones are better than carbs. Those people are sugar burners. They're these pathetic losers whose brains don't work. You know, that was kind of the vibe, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, and so the whole, the whole premise of short-term keto is like my, my kind of like catchphrase, I guess, is do keto, not forever for most people. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to do great on keto forever. Right. But for a lot of people do keto, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Keto is freaking amazing. So the whole first part of the book is like why keto is amazing. And Mm -hmm. then the rest of it is considerations for why you might consider bringing carbs back in because, you know, we're looking at women, they might have low serotonin. You take somebody who's already low serotonin, you put them on a ketogenic diet for long enough, they Mm -hmm. might start to get some 
problems, you know? And so it's like, I just wanted to give information like, Hey, just so you know, here's how some of that stuff works. Here's some biofeedback you can look for of knowing when you might want to consider bringing cars Mm -hmm. back in might, why you might not. And then how do I actually do that? What does that look like? And training plans to match. So you're utilizing those carbohydrates effectively. We go into intermittent fasting, cyclical targeted, you know, just giving people options. I hate dogma. I don't ever, I'm not, I don't ever want to be right. It's just, here's some great information for you to consider on your health journey. So that's what it's all about is like being able to go into ketosis and also being able to use carbohydrates to me is optimal metabolism, right? You can do both either or so. Yeah, that's my thoughts. That makes perfect sense to me. Okay. And that's kind of the vibe that I got from it. I feel like that's very aligned with like what, um, you know, Ben Azadi has been promoting and stuff. It's like this flexing in and out this, that's what it should be. Um, and, and I do agree that there's probably a time and place, especially if the person's like super sick, a lot going on. Yes. You might feel about a thousand times better being in ketosis for a little bit, but then we got to remember that if I had to choose one, I think obviously logically it would make sense that being in ketosis would be better than the opposite, never being in ketosis for my whole life, because at least carbohydrates, I mean, in a, in a sense, yeah. aren't essential because we can kind of make the ones we need. But neither of those is right. ideal. No one was supposed to be doing either of those extremes forever. I don't think that's mm-hmm. um, ever been the case. And what's amazing is FDN and the system itself, um, it's not against keto by any means, but it's not like we directly teach or uh, mm. promote that. And yet people have been getting the most incredible healings I've ever heard for right. 14 years. That's why I joined FTN. So mm. there, there's clearly more to it than this. It's a very cool tool. It's free. Yeah. Um, yeah. If anything, it can save us a little money sometimes because we might yeah. not be snacking all day, every day. Uh, yeah. But it is just one tool in the toolbox. Yes. Um, something else I wanted to touch on, Tara, was the retreats. And I, is this something that in theory would be open to the public or do you already yeah, have to be a client? It's open to everyone. Oh, so cool. com slash retreat. Like, yeah, let's talk about it. Cause it is like a huge, like I was basically intuitively guided to create these retreats. So it is like, it's okay. like a have to, and they're going to be cool. So yeah, whatever you want to know. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, I guess what I'm, I'm most focused on in the beginning is like, what does this look like? Because I know some people that utilize lab testing will now use that on the retreats. Others, they back up yeah. from that. So yeah, what do I get if I go on this amazing Hawaii retreat? <laughs> okay. Okay. The great question. Thanks for asking. So, um, for, not on the last retreat, but for all the retreats moving forward, everyone is specialized towards the four peaks of my coaching, which are personal, physical, people, and professional. So my Maui retreat is actually my physical peak. So it is all about health. So we actually are doing a biomechanics boot camp where people can, uh, sorry, biomechanics boot camp is like the physical stuff. We're doing a biohacking uh, buffet is what we're calling it. Okay. So you can try, you know, we're doing breath work, cold immersion, um, some meditative type stuff with binaural beats and just different things like that, light nice. therapies. So, cause I've, I've noticed a lot of people have heard about some of these like optimization tools, but they're just like not really ever going to go do it on their own. So I wanted to provide that opportunity. And then we're also going into the mindsets with health that hold people back okay. getting past those blocks. Right. So it is, it is focused on physical health on optimization, but then the other aspects, there's a couple other aspects the biggest thing is that the whole point of the retreat is to pull people in nature and let mother nature do her work with them. So there will always be a part of my retreats in which people are in silence and nature and they're just listening and they're just open. Um, so there's that, we're going to be surfing, we're going to be paddle boarding, we're hiking in Maui. I mean, it's going to be really cool on that end of things. Nice. And then the last thing is, um, so my ex-husband's actually Polynesian. So a lot of our friends were Hawaiian. And so I, I actually danced hula for like 15 years and I'm pretty well acquainted with Hawaiian culture. And I've always found it to be one of the most beautiful cultures in terms of connection to the land, connection to Mother Earth. Like they didn't believe in land ownership in Hawaii until the Americans came, 
right? They didn't, they didn't okay. believe la- that way. And so they're very integrated with nature and, and gratitude. And you, so we're going to have someone come and teach us how to pound poi, which is like the tarot roots. Um, and it's like, it's like a communion thing that they do with, with friends and family and they're together cool. and they, you know, express gratitude. I, intuitively crazy magic carpet ride stuff met this Hawaiian man at a gym four hours from my house that normally goes to my regular gym and we started talking it was so crazy and he um, ended up writing us a chant like asking for permission to be there like asking mother earth like they do this in Hawaiian culture it's so freaking beautiful right so it's saying like hey can you know do we have permission to be here and can you help us with whatever we need while we're here and thank you you know, so that so kind of cool. stuff I want to, wanted to bring in, we're going to be doing some hula and some spear throwing and just some Hawaiian culture things too, because I think it's important for us, like when we travel and we go on these retreats to come in humility and ask and, and, and give back, right? Like we're going to make some lays and like give back because it's like, it's to me, that's like the, the energy of love that will keep us in optimal health when we're in gratitude, respect, humility, uh, giving back service, listening, silence, you know, so bringing a lot of that into the retreat as well of, um, like, thank you, you know, to Hawaii, the Hawaiian culture specialists who will be there that are kind of helping us get introduced to that as well. So that's a special thing for this Maui retreat. So cool. I'm like, I love your energy, but like everything that you say is just like, sounds awesome. Um, the retreat thing's very cool. There's, um, there's a, a gentleman I followed on YouTube for years. It's like the earther guy. I don't know if you've seen him. At, he's like this six year old guy, jacked as can be, but like natural and has lived off the land for a while in Hawaii and nice. does those retreats and stuff. I'm like, that seems, if I end up there at some point, which I will, it's going to be through uh, something like what you're offering, what he's offering, because, um, that just seems like the best way to go. Like really experiencing it in, yeah. in that way seems fun. Yeah. Um, I'll check him out. Thanks. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, all right. Last like seven minutes here, not a huge rush, but I want to make, I mean, again, we're going to have to have you on again at some point. One thing I wanted to ask though was a more direct entrepreneurship question because we have a lot of people starting off their entrepreneurship journey um, in the world of FDN. We have a lot of female entrepreneurs as well. So you are, are killing it. You have I mean, we're always on a journey. I get that. But like you figured it out on the point that like you are working for yourself, period. Mm -hmm. That's at least succeeding in my eyes is when we have the ability to do that. We're thriving. We're enjoying what we're doing. So what would be some tips that you have maybe for people that are just starting this off? Oh, yes. I love this question. I love, I like, cause it's like, you know, it's the same as health. It's like, oh my gosh, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. And I found some really cool solutions and I'm so happy to share. So one of the gifts that came popped into my magical carpet ride was in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey where I was like just coming out of this hole. Like I, I was li- literally living with a friend for four months, had just gotten my own basement apartment, have four mm-hmm. kids. So it was like, it was eating humble pie, eating humble pie. I, I renamed <laughs> the basement apartment, my launch pad. I was like, I'm building my whole life out of this little launch pad. Right. I was obsessed. I was in nature and silence all the time. I'm listening. And it, that, that's one thing I will say is like, um, and I've, I've been telling my son's 15. I've been telling the same thing. I'm like, if you don't, he's like, cause he's, he's into all this stuff, right? He loves Wim Hof and he, you know, personal growth and all this stuff too. Nice. And, and he was like, I don't have any friends who like think like this at all. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I didn't either when I started on this path. And so, you know, the famous Jim Rohn quote of the five people you hang around most or the yes, people yes, you become like, well, I was yep. like, okay, well, 
as like sad and lame as this sounds, I was like, I'm going to hang around virtually Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn, Wayne Dyer, Napoleon Hill, uh, you know, nice. uh, Victor Frankl, like every great mind that I can get. I'm just going to consume the way they think as much as I possibly can until I start to think like them. <laughs> so those were my friends, you know, and of course I had friends in real life, but I spent a lot of time that I would say, be, you know, be like you said, quote unquote, selfish, like take time to yourself, to, not only to consume great minds, but also to be out in nature in silence. I can't recommend that enough. Like just go blank with no expectation, get a view. That's why I named my coaching company higher because when I would go up into the mountains here in Utah and just literally get a higher view with no mm -hmm. expectation, not like, okay, help me solve all the problems of the universe in my life. Right. It, just letting go. That's whenever all the good stuff came in. So, yeah. um, that spend a lot of time in silence it do not only personal growth, business type stuff, but spiritual work, learn from the spiritual mm -hmm. masters. I love Ram Dass and, and Wayne Dyer and these guys, you know, um, do meditation, like get, get in touch with like, cause there's a frequency that you operate from when you're tapped into the higher frequencies of love and compassion. Like it's, it's different operating system. So can't recommend yeah. that enough. And then, um, a book that if I was just, so, so I got introduced to this, I got to go to this mastermind with all these like bajillionaires, right. When I'm just okay. starting, right. I was like, how, I? cause I trained one of the guys. That'll rock your system real quick. Yeah. yeah. It was really humbling and very eye opening, And I'm so incredibly grateful. And there was a guy there that he actually just sold his company, um, for, over a billion dollars. Okay. So I, but back then he was working towards that. So I'm like sitting here like <laughs> first year, first eight months of entrepreneurship. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I can totally hang in a conversation with you. You know what I mean? Right, I'm like, right. just doing, I'm just like, this is good for you. This is good for you, you know? And so he was really sweet. And he was like, you know what? He's like, I just have one recommendation for you, Tara. Um, he's like, read the book, the E-Myth. And I'm so grateful he said that. I'm so grateful because the e-myth is basically what it's talking about. It's the entrepreneurial myth. And basically the premise of the book is what most people do when they go into entrepreneurship is they just create a job for themselves. And he's saying that it would be better if you started a business in which you had no idea how to actually do anything in it, because then you would actually create a business and not just a job for yourself. And we wow. as health coaches, we know how to do all the stuff, right? And so he, that book, I can't recommend that enough because it will get you thinking like, okay, what are the things here that I don't absolutely have to be doing? And then it's about getting past your own money blocks. Like when I hired my first, my assistant, I was scared. I was like, I don't know how to, I don't, I can't afford an assistant. Yes, you can. Yes, you can figure it out, you know, and start working on delegating and getting rid of the things that yeah. you're not really good at. So you can just only spend your time as much as possible on the things that you're super good at. So that's my take. This is Oh my God, this is just such a good lesson in general because I was talking with that same friend the other day and I'm like, dude, like, and this is my opinion. Some people love like cleaning and stuff. I'm like, if you start to make any amount of money, hire someone to clean. Why yep. are you wasting time doing that? And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, because they spend, him and his girlfriend spend every Sunday cleaning the house. I'm like, mm -hmm. hire someone for it. That's, dude, if you're on this journey, like you got to learn to give certain things up. Yep. Um, yep. And you know, my dad, I love him to death, but he did that in his own business, right? He is one of the hardest working people I've ever 
ever met. And I'm not just saying that because it's my dad. I mean, literally, he was a landscaper seven days a week, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Wow. from the time he was 17 to 51. So wow. that's different than most people. He's built yeah. different, right? Yeah. But he gets into his own business and he won't let anyone else touch it because mm-hmm. it has to be done perfectly the way he wants. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, like to grow at some point, we got to give it up. One person can only do so much. Yep. Um, I, so, uh, I I totally agree with you. I hired cleaners when I was still in my launch pad and couldn't quite, you know, technically afford it. But I figured I was like, okay, I'm going to make that time valuable. What am I going to spend during those two hours that they're cleaning my little apartment? How am I going to turn the needle on my business? Yeah. Right. And so, and I, and I did that same thing. And then, yeah, on the, uh, in terms of like letting go of like control, which is hard for a lot of people, consider the fact that there might be somebody out there better at things than you are. What a concept, right? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, yeah. You, it's like, okay, you're a health coach. You're also a graphic designer now. You're making thumbnails for your website. Like, you suck at that. You are not good at that. Stop doing it. Pay somebody else to do it so you can spend more time building the sides of the business that you are good at. So, yeah, I completely agree. Wonderful. <laughs> awesome. All right, my friend, where can people find you if they're interested in some of the stuff that we talked about today? Um, so my biggest social media platforms are Instagram and TikTok, and it's just Coach Tara Garrison, T-A-R-A. And then my website is taragarrison.com. And then, of course, I'm on like YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook and all that stuff too. But Instagram, TikTok, Sweet. website. And you guys know the drill. Of course, we'll have that in the show notes. And we will finish up today with the signature question on the Health Detective Podcast. Okay. And the signature question is, if I could give you, Tara, in this case, a magic wand, and you could wave it and get every single person in this world to do one thing for their health, whether that's literally do one thing or stop doing one thing, mm. what is the one thing that you'd get them to do? Mm. Man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. My mind's going so many places. I would say, honestly, it's a kind of outside of the box answer, but investing in help on how you relate to yourself and your mindset, whether that's therapy or a coach or something like that, because the way that you see life, if you can start to change the lens of reality through which you see life, you can start to change all of your health patterns, right? And that's why I do mindset coaching and my health coaching because it's like, dude, how many times have you done a freaking plan? Like it's not that. It's the lens through which you're seeing life. So I would say like subconscious mind reprogramming, some some sort of you know program that offers that is what I would want for people because then they can change all of it way more easily because of the way that they're looking at life and themselves and all of that. So mindset work. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. All right, friends, that'll do it for today's episode with Tara Garrison. I hope you enjoyed that one. We are just two Energizer bunnies, apparently. So we were going back and forth the entire time, bouncing around, and some people seem to really like those episodes. I will also be on her podcast eventually, but this woman is booked the heck out, and I am not being recorded until March. I have no idea when that means I'm going to be coming out. It could be even later than that then, probably May or June of 2023. (laughs) Uh, Reed did already record with her, so I assume that one would be out a lot quicker make sure you are subscribed to her podcast as well to check out that episode when it airs i think that is all for today i'm looking forward to talking to you guys again soon but until then please take care 